Stephen Jill here. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the House Academy Show, entertaining real estate investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, Santa's helper. <laughs> Broadcasting you are from Santa's helper. I am Santa's helper from sunny Southern California. Today, Jill and I talk about showing property when you live in a different state. For houses. People look at us like this is nuts. Yeah. We've been doing this for a while. We have been successfully they look at us like we're nuts. Sitting in Southern about California, everything, not just this. Doing house deals in other states. They're like, well, how is that possible? Do you do you fly there all the time? Nope. <laughs> well, how does this work? And it's so funny because when we explain it to them and they go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So are you telling me you bought, you know, purchased and sold uh, this house in the two states over and never, ever, ever saw the asset. Correct. And we'll show it, well, I can tell you how. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the houseacademy.com online community. It's free. Chris asks, this is a good question. Are you guys really capping the enrollment membership? If so, when? Well, it started out, well, let's, Chris. Let's, let's describe what this is. Well, I, I want to hear the answer to this too. It started out as a land academy thing. So, house academy, I'm kind of feeling my way through with that. But as far as land academy goes, the answer is yes. Why? Let me tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when we started out with land academy, first of all, we had no idea it would be this this great, this successful. We had successful. no idea that anybody would ever watch this show. How many people would it. love it? how well they would do, how smart they would be, how well we would help each other, in all, all of that. I'm so happy to report it, it just far exceeded our expectations. We've reached a level right now where I like it. I wanna maintain the solid communication that we have with our group. Uh, we have different levels of groups. We have people that we communicate with, you know, on a daily basis in a different way. That because we're doing deals together, it's just wonderful. And I want to maintain that. We have our weekly member calls. So in no way is this. Let me be super clear. We're not closing anything oh, down yeah. or terminating anything. In fact, it's uh, quite the opposite. As a group, we've never and with Jill and I, never been more successful buying and selling uh, houses and land ever as we are right now. We think now is a great time to just limit the enrollment uh, yep. to 500 people, 500 people who are really interested in being here and and to continue to learn yep. and continue to join us on the Thursday and calls. Grow and grow their businesses yeah. and do deals with us yeah. and do deals with other members, whatever you want to do. Exactly. That's what's happening and that's what's been going on, whether it's land or houses. So I, I this is gonna happen probably between now and the end of the year that it's wow. we're gonna hit I think we're going to hit our we're number. We're in December. Uh-huh. Because we're close. And so... I mean, there's, there's like 478 or 80 people or something like anyway, that. Anyway, it like doesn't that. matter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many people. My are. point is, um, the rumors are true. And I haven't put it all out there. But that's... It is, as a matter of fact, I'm going to have an announcement next week. But thanks, you just oh, kind of leaked it. So anyway, sit tight. More on this coming. <laughs> <laughs> It's some number close to 500. Anyway. Does that it will mean... Be, it will be 500, and I'm going to explain more about it. Not now. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> okay, message received. Thank you. Today's topic, showing property when you live in a different state. This is the meat of the show. 
got out, got myself out of that okay. Barely. <laughs> this came up. This question came up uh, in the uh, on, on our Thursday webinar. Yeah. The Thursday House Academy webinar for members. Well, we announced it at the live event. Yeah. So, and you know, we should talk about that at some point. Maybe next year's live event should be a combo. We'll have to think about that. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a. Maybe we'll do a, a Friday houses, Saturday land, Sunday everybody. Yeah. I don't know, something like that. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Because so much of what we do overlaps, like the way we get our data, same. The way we uh, send out the offers, the same. Communicating with people, there's a lot of it's the same. So just there's then there's just nuances, like even with land, there's nuances. Like with houses, there's nuances. We have nuances. This is not the show, but. You know, it comes up, how do I price this type of house or this price range or this area? What do I do differently uh, than I would do with the, this kind of a house in this area? Uh, and it all comes under House Academy. So there's different nuances. But back to the topic, which is, well, heck, how do you show a house when you're living in a different state? And it's not as crazy as it sounds. There's basically three resources that we have and we use. Whether you're, and I, I always think of it showing so it's selling. So I'm just gonna kinda cover that and you can take a step back and find other ways that you could use this. But I've got a house, I purchased it, I owned it, we just put it on the market uh, and now people wanna come see it but I'm two states over, what do I do? Well number one, BOG, those are our boots on the ground. Well how we do it is we have a couple usually it's a couple or some individual in that city that's been our boots on the ground. That's the person that went in and met with the seller for us, got the signed purchase agreement if I didn't have it. They arranged the inspection. They're a partner in the deal. Mm -hmm. They're a partner in the deal. They will get paid when we sell it and we all have an agreement going into it. They know what they're getting out of it. They have a vested interest in this property. So they're number one, I call them and say, you know, and sometimes they have a day job. So I have to kind of be creative. But that would be my first choice. Now, if you don't have BOG, maybe it's you. Uh, I would I would look at getting a local agent on your team. It's not crazy, and you could even just say, "Look, I'm not going to pay you. I don't want to pay you this much. I just want to pay you a flat rate. Can we just do a thing where for a couple thousand dollars, I just need you to be my uh, person in the area to show them the property." That's it. We do this for land all the time too. This is very easy for land. I'm in a different state. I can pay someone, hey, for a thousand bucks, a couple times a week, can I call you? And when the property sells, I'll pay you a thousand, two thousand, whatever you know makes sense for the property. And you just kind of you know hold people's hands as a local representative if they need it. It's very easy to find and have that conversation. And then the third thing that I do. Do you want to jump in at all, or I'm just? I will at the end. Okay. <laughs> Third thing that I do, I have a house. Again, it's for sale. I'm two states over. The first thing I usually market this property to is my known investors. I Five and 10 guys that we've already done deals together. I have a lockbox on the door. The house is empty. I give them the code and let them go because they're my known investors. And I say, here's a deal. When are you going over? Okay, here's the code. Let me know what you think. And I give them the code, let them go in, walk around and see the property and then they get in their car and usually it's they get in a car and say, Jill, give me three hours, I'm gonna get an offer to you. Yeah. Kind of thing. And that's how we do it. Yeah, how you handle this is uh, really you just nail it at the end. 
how you handle this is depends on who you're you're going to sell a property to. So some properties, if you follow through the House Academy um, education, the course of the education, you're either going to wholesale the property or for, for whatever reason, based on the asset, you think it's better to retail it. So let me get an example. We have a we have one buyer in Phoenix, and we you probably heard this me say this on the show. You know, we text him an APN. One buyer and, in particular, yeah. not just one buyer. No, yeah, but we, we go to this guy first because he's so easy to deal with, and we and we've known him for years. Text him an APN and the price, and he te- he does all the work. You know, he doesn't need to get in the property. He just goes over there and does whatever he does. I don't know what he does, and he texts us back and says, "Yeah, he wants to buy it or no." And then if that's it, so, we don't need you know. If you have an established, we have the luxury of having an established buyer. We live in California, but we have all this property in Arizona. So if you have an established network, you don't really need to show property. You just, you pick your favorite people and and that's about it. People that are in the real estate industry are going to figure out whether or not this is a good deal for them really quickly. This is, and these are the people you want. This question is rooted in showing property in a different state where you live because you're, you're retailing it. If that's the case, I would use Jill's number one. Uh, number one. Mm-hmm. You you want to? Chances are, if you're buying property, like in every deal that we Actually, do in Arizona. Sorry, local agent. I did BOG first. Well, sometimes you use both. Okay, good. <laughs> you know, you got a partner in the deal that's a BOG, yeah. and then maybe you want to get it in the MLS, and so the one or two could work if you're going to retail the property right. out. That's really the deal. You're going to need BOG and some type of presence when you buy the piece of property for sure somebody meet the inspector and all that. That's either going to be a real estate agent or the BOG. We almost all the time elect to use the BOG unless we're really retailing a property out and we can slam 6% of the purchase price in there and still make it okay. So it's a good question about how to manage. What you're really asking is how do I manage the local presence and all the stuff that goes on with buying a house and reselling it but not renovating it? Who's going to do all that? I'm just over here. And Jill covered it perfectly. Mm-hmm. It depends on who you're going to sell it to. It's not nuts. Yeah. People look at us like, how does that work? Don't I don't I have to see it? Don't I have to feel it and walk in and you know see how it smells myself? Kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Some people are like that. They are. I buy cars on the internet all the time without seeing them and smelling them. I personally think we are better investors not seeing them. I think so too. I, because it's, I just, I don't get any uh, emotional attachment or feeling about it. I really see it for what it's worth. Uh, it's a it's a line item on a spreadsheet. That's exactly what I think. And we have people at the tip top of our most successful uh, performers in, our, in both groups, land and houses, that diametrically disagree with us. They have to see every asset and uh, they base their decisions on how it feels. And that's just not who we are. So right. there's all different ways to do this. I couldn't keep up. Imagine if every time we bought, I got I got on the plane and went and checked it out. <laughs> there's or no just, way. Well, you even have said this. You haven't, you haven't said it in a while, but the minute you leave your desk, yeah. that's a waste of your time. Yeah, yesterday we talked about pricing and how you should spend a week on it and then sub everything else out. And that's how we choose to run our business. That's A lot of people don't do it that way, but that's okay. We can do more I believe, deals. I believe pricing and the data part of this and the mail part for both types of uh, assets is the most important part. Everything else, I mean, and I probably think that and maybe I'm a little bit probably spoiled or jaded because I have her. You're spoiled. She, <laughs> <laughs> because she, once that asset gets in our system, which is really happens really fast on my side, 
she's hits the ground running and deals with all the cell side and it just automatic i i think it automatically happens but i know there's a lot of stuff that goes on (laughs) (laughs) happy you could join us today Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you could find us over on the Land Academy Show. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays, we are right here on the House Academy Show. Tomorrow, the episode on the Land Academy Show is, I have $25,000. I want to be a member. What do I do now? (laughs) You are are not alone (laughs) in your real estate ambition. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) uh, This is an interesting show tomorrow because... People are coming to us more and more saying, you know, I have X amount of money. What should I do? How should I spend it? Happens Which I think lot. is really interesting. You know, we didn't, for some reason, that, that's coming up a lot now. I like it better than, I have $25,000. Can I just hand it to you? No. Yeah, that's what we used to get. <laughs> I know. We used to get that all the time. It's true. It's so funny. <laughs> this show, the House Academy Show, remains commercial free for you, our loyal listener. So wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening, please subscribe and rate us there. We We are Steve and Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration. To buy undervalued property.